What is up? Welcome to Mindful Mostly. I'm Andrea Collins, and yeah, I'm pretty into mindful living. I mean, you know, mostly. I strive to live my healthiest, most mindfully motivated life, but I am not perfect at it, and I think you're the same. First off, I want to say, thank goodness, Mercury in retrograde is donezo. That was a tough go. I was a serious biatch. Emotions left, right, and center. I don't know about you. Plus, I felt like there was this giant fog, which hasn't quite lifted yet, but I hear it can take a couple of days. How are you feeling about this today? Hit me up on the gram at Mindful Mostly. Today is a big show. Why? Because Candice Kumai is here. She is what Elle Magazine describes as the golden girl of the wellness world. No big deal. Plus, she's got great style, she loves food, and can I just say, her stomach, her ab game is very strong. She she is a five-time best-selling author. Maybe you already have one of her books. There's Clean Green Eats, Clean Green Drinks, Pretty Delicious, Cook Yourself Sexy, and Cook Yourself Thin. But now, tomorrow, her new book comes out. And it is called Kintsugi Wellness, The Japanese Art of Nourishing Mind, Body, and Spirit. And she is going to tell us today how to do just that. But first, I got to say thank you so much for all the love on Instagram. If you have not followed the page yet, please do so at Mindful Mostly. Also, review the podcast on iTunes. That is huge. That is the bread and butter, or should I say that is the hemp seeds and chia of the iTunes world, of the podcasting world. So get on it if you can. Thanks so much. Before we kick off the show, though, it is time for the Soul Nugget shout-out. This one calls from, comes from Nicena on Instagram. I may not be there yet, but I'm closer than I was yesterday. Oof, that's good stuff. And also this one that reminds us to cut the bad friends out of your life. Stick with the people who pull the magic out of you, not the madness. Preach! Hello. Candace, what? Hi. <laughs> oh my God. It's just like talking to like a girlfriend on the telly for an hour. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So, okay. One thing that um, is really funny is, is that um, you said you were just out at the grocery store because you're stocking your fridge for one of those cool videos where it's like, what's in Candace Kumai's yeah, fridge? Uh, yeah, dude. I was like, oh, I better get like my favorite miso brand by the real Japanese company that like people can still buy. Because, you know, I do, I really appreciate when people show what they really eat. Like I have like 10 bottles of sriracha and kombucha and LaCroix in my fridge. Yeah. And it's like, people are gonna think this is all I eat and avocados, of course, so. Um, okay, I'm really excited for you because you already have all of these boss books and love your website, by the way. I'm always reading a lot of your inspo on there too. Um, go check out Candace's um, 
write up or I should say blog post or I don't know what I would call it, but it's called the the art of not conforming and it's everything. Oh, thank you so much. I can't believe you love that one. It's so crazy that you brought that up because I posted that one on like a Pinterest pin this morning and I was like, that's weird. I'm like, this one got really high engagement for some reason. And it must be because you totally understand like how incredibly tough this industry is. And in order to like stand out, you truly just have to be yourself. I mean, there's no other way about it other than just to do you. Go check it out at CandiceKumai.com. But she gives um, the best tips for making shit happen in how it's worked out in your life. Right. So there's like ignore the haters, integrity and grit. And it's so good. But what we are here to talk about today is how, um, just as you mentioned, you know, you, you get a wave of success when you become your true authentic self. And you've come out with this book. Tomorrow it comes out. It's called Kintsugi, The Japanese Art of Nourishing Mind, Body, and Spirit. And this is truly at the core who you are. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and I I want everybody to know, like, if you come from a different background, if you're an immigrant child, if you're a child of war like I was, I didn't realize that this was my calling until I wrote five books. And then the sixth was the one where I was like, oh yeah, like I am really different and I should probably write about it. (laughs) So I want everybody to know it did not occur to me for like a decade plus. But, But again, Andrea, that's like the story, right? The journey is truly more powerful than the destination. And the destination is like immeasurable, like there will be no ceiling or floor to success for an entrepreneur. It's like you're constantly reinventing yourself. That really is your story, right? Because you've had so many different lives, I feel, up until this point. They all come together, though. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I am much like a cat where I'm sure I've had nine full lives by now. And I, I love all of them. The bad one, the good one, <laughs> the hardworking hustler, the, the pretty like ex model, the gritty and um, graceful journalist. And <clears throat> I really think that all of these different facets, somebody quoted me as like the multifaceted hustler today. And my agents like loved that because what it shows is that all of us are multidimensional. And if we tap into who we truly are, we can find our greatest strengths in practicing various parts of our life that make sense at that time. So like right now it's all about book promoting and putting Kintsugi wellness out there is my big story. But in actuality, it took all those other facets in life the hustler, the journalist, the former model, the culinary school kid to become the person I am now. It it even took that half Japanese girl who was, you know, made fun of as a kid and teased for being different. It took that girl too to write this story and to be brave and to be vulnerable and say, I'm not like everybody else. I may have been a food writer, chef and journalist and, and TV personality for the last decade, but like that's not who I really am. Mm. So this book is a lot of like taking your mask off 
and showing the world what you have to offer just by sharing your story. The book is beautiful too. And the, <laughs> like there are some of the recipes in it. First of all, I don't know about you, but are you ever so happy when you open up some recipes and you realize that you have most of the things in your fridge? <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. But also food aside, it's also what Kintsugi represents. So what does it represent? So I would say Kintsugi is the art of golden repair. It is about taking your flaws and accepting the cracks as gold and light. In Japanese culture, when an object breaks, they have a practice of putting it back together with lacquer and golden dust. Mm. And they believe that the cracks make you even more beautiful. So it's, it's my favorite practice because it's a metaphor to everyone in their life that you are much more beautiful with your golden cracks and that life is not going to be perfect. The Japanese do not adore all perfection. They actually find beauty in rustic, distorted, broken objects and people at that too. So, um, and I guess everybody should know the premise of the book started because I had a really hard career path. I moved to New York City and really struggled as a writer in the food and wellness industry. And then um, my boyfriend at the time had like lost his job and visa and like bailed on me the day before my last book came out. Mm-hmm. And then my grandmother was passing away in Japan. So my mom and I went there to spend time with her in the hospital to say goodbye. And I started to realize like, oh my God, like I guess I have to document my story because if I don't, then people will always think that I have this perfect life when in fact I was deeply depressed full of of anxiety and darkness and I could not see the light until I eventually learned how to mend and seal my golden cracks and I did that by following these really incredible practices in the new book which you'll read about Uh, it's 12 Japanese chapters and they all focus on different parts of traditions in Japan like gambate is always do your best or Uh, Kancha is celebrating gratitude or shikata ganai means it cannot be helped. Um, Another great chapter that's getting a lot of attention is the wabi-sabi chapter, which is about celebrating all imperfections as they are. Um, I I feel like women are going to really get it. Yeah, 100%. And we all do feel that way. Like we have those cracks that we want to repair but those things take time and when you do repair it you are more of a whole person and stronger than you could ever be so I just love that that is the message behind Kintsugi so if somebody wanted to implement um, one of these practices tomorrow which one would you say they should start with well here's the thing is we're all in different parts of our life right so we know that Um, some of us are in like, say a a very solid stage. Other people are like slightly broken. Other people are suffering from depression or anxiety. Um, and I've connected really well with everyone across the board because the book speaks to everyone. So I would say first figure out where you are in your life and then know that everyone can improve different areas. So one in general that speaks to mostly everyone is Osetai, which is the chapter of being of service to others. So I think if we want to fix a lot of areas in our life, that we just have to find a career or a job or a volunteering 
um, activity that helps us to help others because we find that when you help others, you tend to feel really good about what you're doing. And, and that's really important. Like everyone should feel really good about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. It's always tied to practicing gratitude and giving back is proven to, to elevate, you know, your levels of happiness and endorphins. And in some cases you just feel much more fulfilled when you're of service to others. And if you can find an organization to be a part of too, it makes you feel much more of a community. Um, and so the other, another chapter in the book that you might really cling to is about Yui Madu, which is really supporting your inner circle. It, it takes no time for you to post about your friend's book or to share about your friend's uh, nonprofit or to just volunteer like my dad does at the Boys and Girls Club still every week at my high school. He just tutors the kids after school through this program. And he doesn't have to do that, but he said he does it because it makes him feel good about himself, mm -hmm. like he's doing something. Now, when it comes to kintsugi, so it's the Japanese art of nourishing the mind, the spirit, also the body. Um, I know that fermented foods are big in Japanese culture. So what is the Japanese way when it comes to consuming them? So the best part about Japanese culture with uh, fermentation is it's in soy sauce and it's in miso and it's in tsukemono, which is um, fermented Japanese pickles. It's in your apple cider vinegar. It's in yogurt. It's in your kombucha. I highly recommend going for the miso or the soy sauce first because it's a really easy way to flavor your food. Um, and, you know, keep in mind it is high in sodium, so you just have to be really mindful. Um, but at the same token, I always buy low sodium tamari shoyu, which is a, a low-sodium tamari soy sauce, and I buy a low-sodium um, marukome miso paste. And what they do is they like oomph up the umami and the mm. delicious flavors in all of my dressings and salads and marinades and soups. I think it's really important for everybody to clear out their gut and also get more probiotic and fermented foods into their diet um, another thing to remember is to really consume less sugar. If you can cut down on it, that's the best thing you can do. Um, it helped me to clear my skin. I feel a thousand times better. I sleep really well at night. And it's all interconnected to um, happiness. There is a huge mind-body food connection that we're still learning all about. So What's really exciting, though, is, is that the Japanese diet is based off of fermented foods, and it's fairly healthy all the way around. So I just recommend people to get started. Yeah. Now, you, uh, you have so many books as well. You have Clean Green Eats, Clean Green Drinks. Um, it's that time of year where we're all just so over winter. You're in New York. You know, it's still like gray and lingering. Uh, what should we be drinking in our green smoothies in the morning to just like cleanse us and gear us up for spring and summer? So I think the best thing for us to do is to drink more miso, drink more tea. Um, my grandparents grew up eating miso soup and gohan that's steamed rice with pickles for breakfast every morning. And they both lived until they were in their 90s. And... Um, I think that drinking more tea like Genmaicha 
matcha, matcha love, and then I have a matcha beauty latte powder can help you to get more antioxidants and vitamin C into your diet. So when we're talking about matcha, a lot of people have, have touted me as this matcha master, the matcha queen. Um, it truly is because my great aunt and my grandmother both studied under a tea master when they were in their 50s or so. In Japan, there's a saying that you do what you truly love when you're in your 50s. <laughs> and they both decided to study under a tea master. And so my grandma had all this cool like matcha equipment. And I, I thought it was fascinating because I was like, wow, that is so unique that she had the whisks and the cups and the bowls. And my great aunt ended up working under the tea um, master as, as the master's apprentice until he died. And so she was really devout to learning more about tea. So tea is a phenomenal ingredient. Um, I go on Dr. Oz in a few days just to talk about more tea detoxing, if you will. Now, I don't necessarily know about the detox portion of it. I just know how it makes me feel, and it makes me feel awesome. Mm. So you're getting more polyphenols. You're fighting off free radicals. You're getting vitamin C. You're fighting wrinkles off. And you might be even preventing yourself from getting disease one day. And it's all just from drinking more tea, particularly green tea or matcha in the morning. You know, that's interesting because I recently switched um, oh, coffee. I love, but I can't drink it without cream and sugar in it. So I was like, you know, I started to feel just heavy drinking it in the morning. So I switched to green tea. And I was hesitant. I was like, I'm not going to have the energy I need. It's not going to be the same. But now I feel like I'm completely converted because the other thing is I feel like I've lost a couple of pounds. It's probably because I'm not adding all the stuff to the coffee. But then also I just feel cleaner and I'm not crashing in the afternoon. Yeah, I mean, this is a good and this is a really good time for you guys to be um, focusing more on less sugar and more nutrients and what makes you feel good. And I'm glad that you're gauging what makes you feels good, what makes you feel good. Cause a lot of people don't do that. Now I would like to talk a little bit about being a female entrepreneur. Um, a lot of people are wanting to do their own thing these days and we are done working for the man. We want purpose in our careers. And so we want to, you know, do what makes us most happy. And I feel like you really are a spokesperson to making all of that work out. Um, and you've got some great content on your website talking about about this and even a smart girls portion of the site. How long did it take and what did it take to get to this moment? Well, I mean, let me just preface that things are not perfect and life is really up and down. Um, and I'm, I'm more like managing a business constantly than I am enjoying the writing or the photography or the content production. Like there are really demanding people that expect me to drop everything for them. And I have to troubleshoot half the time. And I, you know, I have everything from payroll to putting up all sorts of content for various brands, including my own. Um, there are so many outlets to maintain now and beautifully and neatly, like Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, it's exhausting. Um, yeah, it is. It, it really is. I, I almost like part of me is is really glad that, you know, Facebook might be having some trouble because to be quite frank, I think sometimes it does more harm than good. And I think that these social platforms that are making billions of dollars off of our privacy 
and our personal information should be ashamed of what they're doing. And if, if anybody is doing anything shady in business too, that's the other thing. Like I don't work with anybody who is dishonest or takes from others or, or takes advantage of others. And one thing people are starting to notice about me is that I produce really brilliant high end video content and it's expensive to produce. And you know what? I don't care because I'd rather go broke by doing beautiful work than profiting and putting money into my pocket and doing shitty cheap work. Interesting. So yeah, it, it is so unique and, and very few people have this mindset and I almost can't believe it. But it is very Japanese of me to care about what I'm putting out there with integrity and pride. I mean, I write for Girl Boss, I write for Well and Good. I've been approached by everybody from like Forbes to Inc. Magazine to Lebo League and many other business outlets for women. And what I consistently find is that I might not be uh, somebody with an MBA, but I definitely know how to run a small business and we know how to monetize that business based off of creating legitimate and quality content that's original. In no way... Will I ever copy anybody else's work? I only work mindfully from my heart. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's turned out so well. You know, it's like it's authentic. Aww. Yeah. Honestly, I'm I'm like, I'm in love with you. I, I love you too. I feel like more of us women really need to work on celebrating and supporting other women. I, I just don't think we have enough of that. And I think that it's important for us to embrace and genuinely share one another. A hundred percent. Now, before we go, there's something that we always ask our guests. It's what makes sure. you, what makes you mindful mostly? Oh, I mean, I love a good matcha smoothie, but I might go out on a bender with some hot guy over the weekend and I have <laughs> no problem doing that. Yes. When I, yeah, when I feel like it, please girl, line them up. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> I love that because somebody asked me like, what is the best description of you once? I was like, well, I like doing good things and I like doing bad things. <laughs> and that is the truth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Congratulations so much on the book. It comes out tomorrow. It is Kintsugi Wellness, the Japanese art of nourishing mind, body, and spirit. Candice Kumai, we love you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I will see you soon. Like her. Like her a lot. That is Candice Kumai. She is the author of Kintsugi Wellness, which comes out tomorrow, and she's been so awesome as to hook us up with two copies of the book. This book is stunning, you guys. The content is so good. The pictures are so beautiful. You're going to love it. So the way that you can get your paws on this is by giving the podcast a shout out on Instagram and recommending it to one friend on our Instagram page. The handle is at Mindful Mostly, and I'll be giving away the book on next week's show. We've got two copies. Now, this week's challenge is a really funny one. I'm going to call it the hello game because that's exactly what it is. Do you say hi to people when you pass them on the street? Because growing up where I did, you said hello to everybody. But now, living in big cities, for the most part, people keep to themselves. In fact, they're going to think you're a freak if you say hello. But Steve and I recently moved into a new neighborhood, and we really want to be part of the community. 
So Steve has been saying hello to everybody that he passes on the street. Literally (laughs) everyone. In fact, I've had to start calling him Ned Flanders because it's a bit much. But I admire his his efforts because there's a lot of people that do not say hi back. There are several who look like they kind of wanted to hurt him. But then there's the few that really love it. And they're like, oh, hey, maybe we get into a conversation with them and meet a neighbor. It has inspired me a bit to start saying hello to more people. So you should try it too this week. Say that you're going to at least acknowledge somebody by saying hello or giving a slight smile on the street three times. And that is your Mindful Mostly Mission of the Week. Let me know how it goes. Always want to know. Hit me up on Instagram at Mindful Mostly. In the meantime, if you haven't listened to all the episodes yet, there's some serious crushables out there. There is Serena Ryder, who was on the show on Friday's mini-sode talking about her wellness routine. Chris Martin, for God's sakes, was on the show talking about how to get creatively inspired. If you want to know how to cast moon spells or hear the universe talking to you, we've got that too. Just head back into the archives on iTunes of Mindful Mostly or wherever you are listening to your podcasts. And you know what? We'll talk to you next Monday.